Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 80 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And they keep telling me I'm Sarah. And this episode is sponsored by Ebony Kitson. Thank you, Ebony. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. I also really like your name. It's just really cool. Because it reminds her of kitties. <laughs> I am thinking like, oh, her name sounds so familiar. It's because we sent something to her because she won. Oh. Uh, she won do. something. I'll uh, do it. A giveaway. That'll right. do, donkey. That'll do. <laughs> that'll do. <laughs> Today we will be discussing chapter 10 of Harry Potter in the Goblet of Fire, Mayhem at the Ministry. I put golf in. You're welcome. Yeah. Golf. So make sure you've read the chapter and you're ready to... Backstroke in the pool of details. I like butterfly stroke. Okay, well, that can be next episode. Okay. All right, Megan, <laughs> weekly profit news. So, this is for all of our UK swishers. If you live in East London, <laughs> please be on the lookout for Matthew Lewis's wallet. Honest to goodness. He it, loses everything. He lost his was, backpack. Was it, it, it was a backpack. Swiped. He left his backpack behind a couple months ago. Okay, he needs to get... He needs and to again, get reached out saying there was something so in there from his, his like fiancé or wife or whatever. Like a he metal wanted. note thing. That's this. There's apparently a metal, a little metal note in his wallet that his wife had stamped or engraved for him. And that's all he wants back. He said, you can keep all the money in there. I don't care. Just send me that little note on the address on my driver's license. Just think yeah. his wife's probably like, dude, come on. Are you serious? <laughs> like, again? That's, she has a really awesome Instagram. That's a serious Neville saying. move, though. Let's I was just going <laughs> to honestly <say>. get serious. <laughs> so, uh, so East Londoners, be on the lookout for his wallet. Yeah. And, you know, be a good human and just send him the whole thing and not just the note. <laughs> Write down those Hand. credit card numbers. No, <laughs> <laughs> Hand deliver it and then you can meet him. Yeah, true. Yeah, right. True. Be like, listen, 
Get your wallet. It says here, shop. though, that his wallet was stolen, but he did leave his backpack behind. He, like, left it. Where on, is it? He left his backpack on one of the trains coming from the airport into London. He left his backpack. Taking public Ooh. transportation? I don't know. Saving money. Maybe he just wants to make it last as long as possible, you know? Also, like, I think paparazzi and stuff are different over there. So maybe, like, are people they? are just well, like, Well, I guess I'm are. just thinking of how yeah. it is here because nobody has any kind of privacy. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no. no. It's different. Every time I walk out of my house, someone's trying to take my pictures. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am a Vila after all. All right. <laughs> is that all? Yeah, that's it. All right. Also. That's no, it's not all. Quickly. <laughs> quickly, though. I did want to do a different weekly profit. Because Warner Brothers Studio Tour keeps dropping these hints about something there's, that they're releasing. There's so much news, though. And then there's plus the, like, like got tweeted about. Yeah. And Do you want to throw all that out or you're going to save those? I, f- I feel bad because, like, I don't want the news to be late for people. But When does this come out even, though? Next week. Oh. No, two weeks. Yeah, yeah, so a while. Okay, well, I'll give it to you now because it's already going to be late. So we've got all the... Right. 20th anniversary editions of Prisoner of Azkaban are being released this summer. P-O-A. Do we have a month? June, June? 13th, I believe. Okay. Ooh, maybe Alwana will get a copy for her mother for her birthday. Oh <laughs> it is also Swish and Flake's birthday. Yeah. True. Who are they, though? I don't know. Okay. And then also, um, like I said before, yeah, the, the Warner Brothers Studio Tour keeps dropping hints about something that they're opening it's going to be a new exhibit, I think. And there's clues right now. So far, the clues have been key, April, and enter. I mean, I think Tiffany and I are in agreement saying that April is the best month. It so. is the key to everything. Yeah. People are guessing maybe Gringotts is coming to the studio tour. Maybe mm. they're going to rebuild the Gringotts. That would be amazing. It would be cool. That'd be cool. I need yeah. to spend more time in there. I feel like I rushed through everything in... At Universal. We did. <laughs> you need to we go did. back. And then Katie Ill- illegally brought her wand. <laughs> and they got caught. The last time I went, <laughs> like the ride the got one. shut down for like maybe, I don't know, 30 minutes at the most. But people were like getting mad. So they were leaving. And I was like, bye. So I realized I'm watching hordes of people leave. And I'm Why like, would you leave? And then like, because they thought, like, I don't know. I think they thought it was going to take forever. Some people don't know how to like be patient. Theme park. You know what I mean? It's different, though, than the first time we went because they take you in and then you get your picture taken and then you continue on in the line. Yeah. I need to go to another private party, though. Like, I need there to not be a bunch of people. They do those many times of year through Orlando Informer. We can look into the next date. Well, some dates in the future. Yes. Yes. Glad we're planning with you all this evening. (laughs) Yeah. Or whenever you're listening. Um, also, okay, I just, Lexi in the Discord chat just said people on Instagram were so mad about Peter being on the Slytherin cover. What is yes. that about? Peter Pettigrew? Yes. Yes. They have his Animagus horn on the Slytherin cover because, um, Bloomberg, Bloomsbury, whatever. Blueberry. Bloomsbury are struggling. Bloomsbury. Because he is, um, Voldemort's follower, they have him on the Slytherin cover. I don't understand that. I call BS. That's what they, that's what they commented back. There's nobody's Patronus on the Ravenclaws one. They have um, Professor Trelawney and some other things on there. Hmm. Harry's on mine, obviously. <laughs> well, that is dumb. Okay. Like Remus's Patronus, I don't think is on any of them. What? Because they have because Sirius is is on every cover, um, and then obviously because he is the prisoner of Azkaban. If y'all don't know that by now. 
And then James's Patronus is on the um, Gryffindor one. And then there's a couple other things like Hagrid's on that one, which it makes me kind of want to buy that one just because Hagrid's on the cover. And so is Harry casting the Patronus charm. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what's on the Hufflepuff one. I know Cedric's on it. um, And um, Night Bus, I believe. It's either on the Ravenclaw or the Hufflepuff one. I think. A Dementor? Yeah, Dementor, I believe, is on the Slytherin one. Oh, yeah. it's a video. Yeah. Yep. Then why can't they just post highly detailed pictures? Thanks. They will. They did that last time. <laughs> but, like, it was on, like, the Harry Potter. It was on Pottermore. It was on Bloomsburg or whatever. And something else, like Harry Potter film. Like, there's a bunch of them. I'm like, I've seen this, like, five times today. Which is still cool. Yeah, I only watched Gryffindors. <laughs> I skipped ahead to look at the Ravenclaw ones. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, Rue. Shall we proceed? Sure. Recap! <laughs> that was different. Rah, <laughs> <laughs> rah. Thank you. Recap. You should do every 10. You should do different. Really? Yeah, why not? I'm not that creative, though. Every 10. <laughs> Is that what you said? Yeah, because we're on the 80, 80th episode. Like so now you do that for the next time. Recap. I'm going to remember. Who's going to remind me? <laughs> Just be like a Bill Burr. Do something different every time. Recap! <laughs> All right. And she's a lady. <laughs> All right. So she's a lady. Last time, the match was over. Quidditch World Cup, so I'm talking about in case you forgot. And the crew head back to the tent, and they're woken up in the middle of the night to some chaos going on. There's people in masks. There's muggles being tortured. Uh, we have our first exposure to Death Eaters. Things are getting a little dark. Uh, the trio gets separated, big surprise, from the rest and end up in the woods where someone casts the dark mark into the sky. They're almost stupefied to death, pretty much, and it's discovered that Mr. Crouch's house elf cast the mark. Or did she? Ooh. We don't know. So let me just tell you this one thing. So I like to okay. read along when people are reading usually. Mm. And I'm going, I'm like, that's not what this is saying because I was looking at my summary and not your thing. <laughs> Because I'm like, wait, I missed something. <laughs> Yellow. Yellow. Let's go into blue. So everyone is ready to leave the site of the World Cup and get home. Molly is relieved and a little contrite when they get there. Mm, contrite, huh? Mm, yeah. Big words. You're welcome. Mm. I almost choked on it. Arthur is in warm <laughs> water at work because of Rita Skeeter. And the next week has Percy and Arthur very busy at work while Rita is beetling around <laughs> to find gossip. Oh. The kids all get ready to head back to school. And they must dress for success, although Ron is not happy about his. Oh, Ron. Oh, Ron. Oh, Ron. Oh, Ron, Ron, you're not going to like it. Oh, Ron. Okay, friends. After the fiasco at the match, which I think we can agree, woof. That was a heated episode. Yeah. Not heated. Deep. Deep, dark, sweaty, sad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Intense. Yes. No, they weren't intense anymore. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Katie, you made Sarah You laugh. are. That's pretty good. I mean, you I are think out of winning, my one, dear. Katie and Tiffany are the ones that make me laugh the most. Because Katie comes out with zingers that you aren't expecting. Correct. Sarah just hates me. It's no. True. <laughs> I will say, like, this pet, like, the last episode, like, had me, like, not regretting things I said, but I was like, oh my gosh. I will say, though, that your favorite episode has Meg's line in it. That <laughs> is true. <laughs> it just was perfect. It was just <laughs> so perfect. good. The singing was just perfect. Oh, oh. my lord. 
Okay. So after I'm the perfect. F- no way. <laughs> There's no Hashtag such thing as perfect. That's also a simple plan song. Wasn't that a running theme in one part? <laughs> it really was. <laughs> yep. All right. Oh, the crew God. gets up after only a couple of hours of sleep because, let's be real, they really want to get out of there and get home. I wonder how many people left that Immediately. night. Oh, my God. Oh, probably a bunch. But there's you know? also like reading, like scrambling to get to the port keys yeah. the next day. Yeah. So when they were leaving the campsite, they passed by Mr. Roberts, who was the muggle. That we talked very in depth about. Yeah. Um, and he had a quote, strange days looked about him and he wished them a Merry Christmas. Mr. Weasley said that he would be all right. And I said, I really want to believe Arthur because I just I really want to. And um, I don't know. So Arthur says, quote, sometimes when a person's mem- memory is modified, it makes him a bit disoriented for a while. And that was the big thing that they had to make him forget. So being like hoisted up in the air, yeah. tra la la throughout the, the what woods is and all the memoryness, like the memory charms and all this stuff is foreshadowing. Definitely, mm-hmm. it's also pulling from chamber. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just ten times a day to keep him happy for we don't know how many days. Then this event. Then another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just don't know if he's going to be the same. Mm-mm. I don't think he would be. It almost makes you feel dirty, like you need to go take a shower to wash that off. You know what I mean? I feel like the thought of it. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like I don't know. I really wish they would have just sent him <gasps> somewhere. Ethics. Bev goes. Yeah. So when people just show up and have amnesia, like on a highway, is it wizards? That's an interesting thought, though. That's an interesting Maybe, thought. You know, yeah. where all of a sudden they just forget yeah. everything. Yeah. They're wizards. We're wizards. <laughs> you can't make that joke. I know. Don't <laughs> yell at <laughs> Tiffany. I do what I want. She, too, does what she wants. <laughs> just be careful. <laughs> <laughs> she poisoned the coffee. I made she it. She poured it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what's already in her coffee pot. That's true. true. All right. So I just looked up some memory modifying charm stuff. So I went to the lexicon and there's just some instances where it is used. And it says the memory modifying charm is also called a memory charm. (laughs) What? (laughs) Oddly enough. It modifies or erases portions of a person's memory. A person who has had their memory erased can be described as obliviated. You're welcome. Um, they Thanks are often for no u- memories. Thanks for no memories. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> they are often used to uphold the international code of wizarding Ooh. secrecy and to avoid frightening muggles. Officials with the Ministry of Magic who perform the memory charm on muggles are known as Obliviators. You are all so welcome for that. Wait, what'd you just say? I forgot it. Nope. <laughs> nope. All right. The Minister for Magic, Adeline Gamble, was responsible for the creation of Hogwarts Express to transport young witches and wizards to Hogwarts. However, the secrecy surrounding the project entailed a, quote, mass operation involving 167 memory charms, Oof. which was the largest mass concealment charm performed in Britain. Wow. Jeez. Isn't that a lot? Yeah. Well, and I like how you said in Britain, because I remember, mm-hmm. didn't they have to do a lot with um, those 
creatures getting loose. Were they Yeti in America or big, like Bigfoots or something? Mm. And they had, because there was an uprising because the woman in charge of them was not nice. Yeah, Bigfoot. And Gosh. she had, they had to memori- memorize. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've said that before, actually. <laughs> oh, and also with that one, um, with people going crazy with the uh, wizard, Dorcas, Dorcas 12 tree or something, whatever her name was. Yep. Good yeah. old Dorcas. The, the one that was um, <laughs> exposed witches. And gave the guy that she liked her, her, I almost said her stick, her wand. Her (laughs) stick. (laughs) Here's a twig. (laughs) Well, here are a couple of cases. So um, they're used if muggles see dragons or after an enchanted item falls into the hand of muggles. Loch Ness Monster. um, Nessie. Hold on. Oh, major incidents like in Fantastic Beasts. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. A good example is just at the beginning of this book, whenever they had to obliviate the policeman who the came, policeman. the police man who came to help Moody. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That was an example of a magical object um, being placed somewhere it shouldn't be. Mm. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh my god, Aunt Marge. <laughs> yes. Oh god. I wish they did not make her forget that. Witnesses of. Peter Pettigrew's Moida mm-hmm. of the Muggles. <gasps> Bertha Jorkins. And then some other stuff that's <clears throat> like Sorry. a million things on the lexicon. So just look up memory modifying charm. Yes, yes. Vinny says uh, erasing people's minds feels like dark magic to me. You can do some really bad stuff with it. I agree. Mm-hmm. I Yeah, I agree with that too because I was just going to say with Bert- Bertha Jorkins we can see how damaging it can be because Voldemort uses such a powerful memory charm that it literally like destroys her to where she's not even yeah like functioning anymore. I think you know? that's why she, I thought maybe I think that like she was already like uh, like damaged already by the time she got to him anyway, so they just pushed her because yeah. Crouch used memory yeah, charms on yeah, her, yeah. and that's how he like was undoing them to find out what she really knew. Because she knew all about his right. Kid and because all this he stuff. saw him. How do you she saw him undo. at his house. Probably legilimens. It would would be my my. You think? Yeah, like going into her mind and like breaking down. In my mind, I see it as like <clears throat> like what for, Snape for and lack Harry. Of a better yeah, term. but it's not there. But when I'm, it is there. He, I, in my mind, I think it's still there. It's, it's just, just hidden, like by a wall or a pool covering sort of thing. You know what I mean? So. He, Knock down the concrete, all of that stuff. Tear open this pool. Let's go swim. He, he built. Lord. Okay. Um. Shoot, I lost it. Oh, well, that's sad. I have something. Well, yeah, go for it. Um, I have something. Oh, I was gonna say. Um. It also, like, this is kind of in correlation, too, with Slughorn, how he modified his own memory. But Dumbledore was able to kind of pry it. Even though though Slughorn modified it coming out once, it was still there for Mm. Dumbledore to get it again. Yeah. Even though it was already extracted. So, like, it's, I don't know. Memories are a weird thing. I Mm -hmm. I think it's really... It's like time travel. I think that comparing like memory modification, a really good like visual representation is honestly Inside Out, the Pixar movie. Yeah. How you have like the marbles of memory and then they like take them and pour them to 
long-term memory or short-term memory or whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay, so where do modified memories go? Which folder? I think (laughs) they go into, like, a a folder in long-term, but it's, like, hidden away, packed in the back. Like... Hit, behind dusty. a hidden wall, you know, like so you have to pull like a book in down the and then the wall yeah, flips like, back. Yeah, like think about like <laughs> you know you're in a in a house and they have like a piece of the wall that like just looks a little off, but they don't know because it's a hidden door and it leads like somewhere. Anne Frank's mm. apartment, sure. it's hidden. I think it's really cool. It's <laughs> a bookshelf. Like, that's a door. Like right. how it almost seems like any kind of magic, no matter what, there's like some part of it that can be overpowered if you're powerful enough. Yeah to do it or like except death except death true well like Voldemort what would Hermione say what is it like there's the rudimentary I don't know something with magic can't make food can't reverse that (laughs) yeah can't make food yeah you can't can't just create it out of nothing yeah you gotta already have it there like Voldemort wasn't only able to like make her forget things he was also able to dive really deep onto already powerful do you think he was Reversals. Back stroking in the details. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Hmm. Okay. I think Back he was doggy paddling in the attic. He was seriously trying to get into her thoughts. Mm. Oh, you're welcome. Yep. Well, thoughts to think if you oh. have the memory up front. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Back to the chapter. That was a long offshoot. That was about the chapter. It's okay. Yeah. Remember when Meg was like. <laughs> We're talking about Quidditch. Little off topic. So this thing about Quidditch. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> so Whatever. as the group uh, gets to where they're, they were going to take their port key, there was a rush of other witches and wizards trying to get their port keys to go home early too. And I said, I don't blame them. And I wonder though, if they had to wait until a certain time in the morning to even try and go t- home and then have to get like their times on the port keys changed. Like, I feel like this is just a huge cluster. Probably. Why wouldn't they, they just side along apparated? Because there's say. Percy. No, is he? He's legal. So yeah. Percy, Charlie, he's Bill. legal. <laughs> Are you legal to apparate, sir? <laughs> and Arthur. And so then there's. Well, I guess there's the twins. Do you think there's wizard license? Well, couldn't like <laughs> couldn't like two of them stay behind and then they just do it again? You know, yeah. like that seems. I don't know. I would think so. I think we just really need emphasis on port keys in this book. Dear Joe. I guess so. I mean, yeah, that comes back to haunt us in the end. Yeah, that port is. Portkey, Portkey, where are you going to take me? <laughs> to a graveyard. <laughs> Bad uh, things are going to happen. They always do. Oh, boy. Kill the spell. Oh. I always think of royalty when I hear that. Kill, I don't know if they actually kill call the them. spare. Yeah, because it's the heir and the spare. They want, like, mm. two kids. I don't know if they actually say that about royalty, but... I don't even know what's happening right now. Okay. But I will say, so you know how different groups of people take port keys together? Yes. Like Cedric and his, and Amos and the Weasley group were all on one port key. I said, I wonder how many people missed their port key because the others were leaving early. Like if you traveled with two, like a group Mm. of people and then they're like, no, we want our port key early. Like, can you like change it? Whatever. And they change it, but the other people are like still sleeping. You know what I mean? I bet it was just. I bet after they left, like it was just a mess. I think it was mayhem. Oh yeah, but I do, I do, I do think that other people left in different ways. Yes, whether it's apparating or whatever. I think that this group in particular, like, they were just going to take the port key because 
I think what we need to take. I think people even like to just walk. They're like, you know what? I'm out. Yeah. I'm going to walk home. Or I'll walk to a certain spot. I'll walk mm. 500 miles. Oh. <laughs> yes, Megan. <laughs> um, two things. One, I'm pretty sure that like, while, yeah, there could have been other ways for the Weasleys to leave, it was because she wanted the emphasis on Porky's. Oh, correct. And two, um, some people just don't like apparating. So like, maybe That's they just true. don't want to do it. Like maybe there's not somebody who wants to go and do it two times in a row. Because what does it feel? People like a hook on your belly button is what That's Harry porky. describes it as. That's, That's porky? a porky. Apparition's like squeezing through. Squeezing a tube. through a tube. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I, that, I don't know. What, that would like give me claustrophobia. I wonder if that's what Augustus Gloop felt when he was in Charlie. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> when he was in the chocolate factory. <laughs> All right. So they joined a group of people, um, and they were able to take an old rubber tire back to Stoatshead Hill. And all of them were thinking longingly of their breakfast on the way back to the borough. Mm. So they get back, and as they approach the lane, um, they hear a cry that echoed the whole way. Um, Mrs. Weasley had been waiting anxiously for them to get back, and it says that her face was pale and stained. And I was like, well, clearly she's been crying, because stained to me means you can see, like, tear stains. You ever cry that hard? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I never cry. Nerves of steel, I got. <laughs> Tear ducts of steel. <laughs> oh my god, she's such a goof. Um, she had a rolled up daily profit in her hand, and she flung her arms around Mr. Weasley's neck. And I said, "Ah, oh, love." Ah, uh, that's cute. I love them. Molly wobbles. Molly wobbles. So the headline on the daily profit read, "Quote: Scenes of terror at the Quidditch World Cup," and it was in all caps. And it said that the heading was black and white. The photograph of the dark mark over the treetops. Is the newspaper normally printed in color? I don't think the Daily Prophet is. She made a note to say black and white picture. That's why Mm. I'm asking that. Because I would think because normal newspapers in my time are all black and white. You know? Well, they're color now. They're black and white and red all over. <laughs> I think maybe I don't know if it's ever been described to us that the Daily Prophet's black and white, so maybe this is just her way of finally describing that it is. Mm. Complete with a twinkling black and white photograph of the dark mark over the treetop. Oh, maybe it's just saying, okay, when you and when I hear it like that. You know when you're writing an essay and you need to make it longer so then you start describing things? <laughs> you just add a couple words. I think Joe is just more adjectives. More. She's like, this is gonna be the longest book. I gotta pack it with everything. <laughs> well, all the colors for sure. <laughs> Um, so next, Mrs. Wheelie, Wheelie, hello, Wheelie, <laughs> Weasley grabs the twins and they're like, ouch, mom, you're strangling us. And she's like, I shouted at you before you left. It's all I've been thinking about. What if you know who had got you? And the last thing I ever said to you was that you didn't get enough owls. Oh, Fred, George. Oh, that's such a mom thing. My mom mm-hmm. has done that to me. Truthfully, though, I... People are, like, when you get married, they like to give you advice and, like, never go to bed angry. It's true. Yeah, I agree. It's true. I never want to leave someone, like, because you just don't know. Because that's life. And so I feel that on a personal level. Like, don't say things that you don't truly mean or try, like, it'd be hurtful. Just think about the things that you say. That's happened to me where, like, right before my 18th birthday, I got in a car accident. And, uh... My mom and I were not to be each other because we were fighting. And so finally I got a hold of someone. It wasn't bad. The car was damaged, but both me and my friend that was in the car were fine. The other person was fine. 
mean, but fine. And it was their fault. So, um, but like my mom picks me up and she's like, Sarah, she's like, what would have happened if you died and you weren't speaking to your mother? And I was like, but like legitimately, like how horrible would that have been? I mean, we both, well, I would have been dead, but she would have felt guilty and had it been reversed. I would have felt guilty. You know what I mean? Right. So you should, like Tiffany says, never go to bed angry. Don't be fighting with people. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I just think like this is a good moment. Like if we do anything for you today, just take the time to recognize what is most important. And that's your people. Mm. Mm-hmm. Whoever they are, just appreciate your people. I don't know. That's all. Episode done. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right. So everyone's back in the house and they're all crammed in the kitchen. And I said, the kitchen is the room with the most love, in my opinion, at mm-hmm. least. Um, Even and, at Grimmauld Place. Not to interrupt yeah. you. I'm yes, sorry. No, it's you're always fine. The kitchen. It's always the kitchen. I feel like Think that's about- where deep conversations always yes. go down. Yeah. You're enjoying mm. some good food, some mm-hmm. laughs, some cries. You know, I just, it's the kitchen. Think about like even for Christmas this year when we were at Casey's house, they, my cousin moved into a nice oh, new house, big, big house, like had tons of room and every single person. And I don't have a small family. was in the kitchen. Like the food yeah. wasn't even in there. The food was in another room and everyone was in there in the kitchen. In the kitchen. The kitchen is just comforting. Yeah. There's something about it. And especially because in these books, Joe definitely relates Molly's comfort cooking mm. oh, all yeah. the time. Yeah, definitely. Especially since Harry like didn't have that experience um, growing up and he always looks forward to her. I mean, he's always thinking about it and he's thinking about even at Hogwarts, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's Great just, hall. Yeah, I yeah. think what's great about this book in particular, where I think that we see a lot of faults with Molly, but we also get to see like she is a mom, not just mm-hmm. to her kids, mm-hmm. but like you hear later on, like she goes and supports Harry when like everyone else has family, like she get goes there to Hogwarts as his family, mm-hmm. and she's even said like you know that's my son, he's he's just as good as you know all of that stuff. So yeah. you, you see like that's such a theme. Like you really finally get to see her being. She fights to you be see his more. motherly figure. Yeah, as she should. Yeah, yeah, that's her. And I mean, granted, she does get mad at Hermione at one point, but I think most of it is like that love. Yeah. For Harry, like she doesn't want Harry to get hurt where she thinks that like Hermione's cheating on Harry, but they're not together anyways. (laughs) And like, as soon as she finds it out, she's like, oh, Hermione, like, and granted, that's not the best thing about Molly in that aspect of her. She's a real character. Yes. And that's what someone recently was just saying. That's what they love about J.K. Rowling is that she writes real characters, real people. And you know, no, yeah. no one in life and no one in this series is perfect. And that's what makes it perfect. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's why all the characters are so relatable mm-hmm. most yeah. of the times. And like, you know, I mean, we rag on Snape all the time and like, but I'm not going to pretend that he's not a great character in the yeah. series. I mean, like he brings so much to the series and, and like it wouldn't be what it is without him. Just like the series wouldn't be what it is without Molly the way she is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you want to think about like, take the worst things that you could think about Snape and the things that he does and the things that he hangs on to and stuff like we all probably do very similar things. Mm, yeah. Right? You know what I mean? Like, and you can even talk about like, in my opinion, the worst character of the entire series is Umbridge, Umbridge. but she's still like, she's so good at what she does, but it makes you want to kill her. You want like, to right, right. pop her head like, off. Like she makes me so angry doll. that I can't, <laughs> I can't. But again, like but so good. she's relatable. And then you can, you can relate her to people. What's perfect well. though, <laughs> is like the actress that plays her. <laughs> And I think her first name is Imelda. She does Imelda her so Staunton. well. Yeah. And I just, 
it makes me so mad, but it's but she's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I just don't like Umbridge. So it's yeah. just perfect. She's perfect in her in that role. Yeah. yeah. She said she's like, I wasn't too sure how I felt being cast as somebody described as toad looking. Mm. <laughs> yeah, she's not, I don't think she's ugly at all. No, no. I agree. she's not toad looking, but she no, but portrays her very well. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the drawings with the chapter art, um mm. oh, perfect. But yeah. I will say there is a woman that was not like I knew a woman and looked just like Umbridge is described. Was she mean or was she nice? No. Opposite. So that was good. Yeah. I would never tell this person, but (laughs) (laughs) well, I'm like a kid and I'm like, I I told my mom about it and my mom's like, that's not very nice. And I was like, Oh, (laughs) blurry. But it's true. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, so what are we talking about? Harry Potter? Yeah. Yeah. All Mrs. Right. Weasley. Okay. The kitchen. The quintessential mom. <laughs> yes. Um, so Mr. Weasley had a cup of very strong tea with a shot of Ogden's old fire whiskey. Ooh, and I said, yeah. I don't blame you, sir. Ooh. That sounds good. You're having a rough day if that's what you're having in the morning. In the morning. <laughs> very early in the morning, too. So I looked it up on um, the lexicon. And there's a quote from Lockhart, actually. It says... A few of you need to read Wanderings with Werewolves more carefully. I clearly state in chapter 12 that my ideal birthday gift would be harmony between all magic and non-magic peoples, though I wouldn't say no to a large bottle of Ogden's Old Fire Whiskey. <laughs> I love oh, that. You're so funny, Lockhart. Do you think I that when him. you... I love him. <laughs> do you think when you drink fire whiskey, it burns? Not like an alcohol burn, but like a yeah. fire burn. Oh, I'm oh, sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Um, also... This makes me think of when people are always like, I want world peace. Because <laughs> he's <laughs> like, I want magic between all magic and non-magic people. That's just, You that mean harmony? <laughs> harmony? You just said magic between all magic people. <laughs> <laughs> <Your sisters. laughs> yeah. Well, I would like some of that magic. Maybe that's why I said that. Agreed. I would like to be magical. All right. So it is a strong alcoholic beverage similar to muggle whiskey that burns the throat. Yeah, we had this at our wedding. Mm-hmm. So, but like, is it described as being cinnamon flavored? Because there's Fireball, it which is cinnamon say, whiskey. Didn't say cinnamon. No. Well, that's, that's why, like the Muggles' interpretation. <laughs> that's what they have at the Wizarding World. Yeah. I just is it Fireball? But yeah, again, it's Fireball. This is not sponsored Ooh. by them. By fireball. Fireball. For Megan and Katie's bachelorette party, I got a bottle of Fireball and put. A label. a label on it, so it said <laughs> fire whiskey, and we did not drink it. <laughs> not at all. No. So oh I, like, gosh. then I was drinking, not like by myself. Like we had a party, so I brought it out. So instead of having Fireball, we had fire whiskey. <laughs> Do you think any students bought a bottle for Lockhart? Like maybe oh, older ones. I'm sure. I'm sure yeah. he's yeah. saying sure that to every. I'm sure he's doing that so people will buy it for him. Yeah. Um. So there's just they bring it up. In certain instances, they talk about Mr. Weasley drinking it. Um, Ron thought Aberforth Dumbledore might sell them a bottle at the Hogshead while they're waiting to meet for the DA. Mm-hmm. Ron. <laughs> such a Ron thing to do. He's like, maybe we'll get some fire whiskey. No. <laughs> 15. Yeah. Gosh. I <laughs> um, can drink butter beer then. Yeah, yeah but that's, that's like that's such that's a not, minimal amount yeah. for That only affects... Uh, Meg's like, give us the fire whiskey. Right? <laughs> I mean, I think yes. it, it it would probably affect like wizards and stuff if they drank enough. enough of it. 
Yeah. But Hermione acts drunk whenever they go. Well, but like, think about it this way, Tiffany. Yeah. If you have one glass of wine versus me having one glass of wine, you, it's going to affect you more so than me. So what you're saying is I am a house elf. No. <laughs> <laughs> Who did your dishes today? You, my what little house elf. Like Hermione drinking it versus like Harry or Ron anyways, because men, um, it would the word be digest alcohol differently like they it goes through their system differently i have no idea but anyways yeah rita skeeter poured herself a glass in the three broomsticks someone named harold dingle wanted to sell the gryffindors a bottle when the al exams were over ramilda vane in the chocolate cauldrons um order of the phoenix toasted to mad eye that's my one strongest memory of this drink in the series is when they toast yeah. and take a shot to Mad-Eye and how Harry feels it mm-hmm. go down his throat and the, how it like after the effects of the alcohol like he are gone. He, no, well, no, he like still feel like it didn't do anything. It didn't numb him at all. Like mm-hmm. he just talks he about said, how he still feels sick. He wanted another or something. Does it? I don't know. I don't That's know. what I remember. But we should do minute. this. Let's get some fireball every time someone dies that we like, AKA like, Cedric. We're going to get in trouble in book seven. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could do a collective one, so we're not like... Yeah, yeah. Well, that's no fun. Well, I'm down with that. <laughs> one for I'm every... I'm down. One for every three characters. jeez. <laughs> oh, Still in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> um, Harry found that Ginny's kiss was more intoxicating than fire whiskey. Ooh. Uncle Billius liked to drink a whole bottle and then he would like to take to the dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> Is Billius the one that died from seeing a grim? I yep. believe so. Maybe that was after. Stumbling around that night. Grim Billius. Oh man. Um and then Weird. Rita Skeeter slandered Neville Longbottom herbology professor at Hogwarts and his wife, Hannah Abbott, who applied to be the matron at Hogwarts saying that they both quote, enjoy a little more Ogden's old fire whiskey than most of us would expect from our custodians of our children. She's not a nice person. Oh, right. Rita. She's not Rita. 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 Okay. And to end this rather long, short section, (laughs) (laughs) jeez. Um, I wanted to read a smidge. No. Just a smidge. Just a smidge. So they're in the kitchen and <laughs> I forgot that they told Percy or Bill told Percy to shut up. I love it. Because he's starting to talk about things and he says, do us a favor, Percy, said Bill yawning. And shut up. (laughs) 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 So Mr. Weasley is reading the Daily Prophet, and he's like, I mentioned, but not by name. Listen to this. Quote, if the terrified wizards and witches who waited breathlessly for news at the edge of the wood expected reassurance from the Ministry of Magic, they were sadly disappointed. A ministry official emerged sometime after the appearance of the Dark Mark, alleging that nobody had been hurt, but refusing to give any more information. Whether this statement will be enough to squash the rumors that several bodies were removed from the woods an hour later remains to be seen. But were they? But we don't know, do we? No. Several bodies where they could have been. It's a rumor because she wrote that. <laughs> That's why it's a rumor. Well, but, but like, I don't know. There were there might have been curses flying around. 
Yeah. Mr. Weasley does say after that that he's like, nobody he's was like, nobody hurt. Was. Well, where he was. Right, was, right, right. Where, right, right, where right. he wasn't hurt, right. you know? But he was saying, though, like, her story of <laughs> bodies getting removed from the forest. He, I think I have it in my section. <laughs> You're like, forest. Forest. Um, he's a, Mr. Weasley's annoyed at Rita because he says rumors that several bodies were removed from the woods. While there certainly will be rumors, now she's printed that. He has to go into the office, and then Percy joins him. Anne Marie saying that Rita Skeeter invented fake news. She did invent fake news. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to do a little fact file on Rita. So she was born. Oh, and also I wanted to say there's foreshadowing here for her importance to this book because True. she's being mentioned early on. She's going to play a bigger role later. Yep. Is this the first time we hear of her in the book? Um, I feel like hold the on, last no, chapter. there's. I don't think that it is because maybe. Oh, I don't know. I mean, she's. Think about seven. She's essential in seven. Yeah. True story. Man, Very I can't wait to read character. that again. And little known fact: Rita Skeeter is Joe. Yeah, I'm yeah. Joe. Actually, I have a little. Uh, I have a little bit about that. Do it's you not really? True. It is true. Mm-mm. Can we go back? <laughs> Rita, who are you? So Rita, she was Rita. born in 1951. Give her us a s- birth date, Joe. I know. Her skills are bending the truth, <laughs> puncturing what she considered to be inflated reputations mm. with her poisonous quill, mm. and turning into a beetle to eavesdrop on conversations with her skill as an animagus. Unregistered. What a thing to turn into, though. Well, it's perfect. Yeah. yeah. I know. Um, so yeah. Rita Skeeter is a reporter for the Daily Prophet who is known for her rubbishy exposés of well-known <laughs> wizards. She uses a quick quotes quill to write in flowery, prose-filled prose, prose. prose. Innuendos. Yeah. I think she just really wants some rosé, and that's why she said yeah. prose. <laughs> Well, it was like because it was right below expose. Okay, never mind. Uh, Flowery prose filled with innuendos and veiled accusations. So the etymology of Rita, it's short. It's a short form of the Latin word margarita, which was from Greek margarites, which means pearl. (laughs) No. Skeeter is a slang word for mosquito, which seems highly appropriate for someone who's constantly buzzing, stinging, and being an annoyance. Maybe it means pearl because she looks like she wouldn't be somebody who's like that necessarily. You can get pearls of wisdom, but like pearls of like, you know, right. Little nuggets of things. Yeah. Also thinking of like, she's a beetle and you always say like, Oh, what would I, I would give anything to be a fly on the wall in that conversation. And And she literally is the beetle in the wall. Yeah. (laughs) Or in the hair. Yeah. (laughs) So she has, Written quite a few bibliographies in her time. Uh, Armando Dippet, Master or Moron. (laughs) (laughs) The Life and Lies of Albus Dumbledore. I'd love to hear that. Like, read the whole thing. I want to read the whole thing. Um, Biography of Harry, title unknown. Snape, Scoundrel or Saint. Dumbledore's Army, The Dark Side of the Deep. (laughs) That's going to be like the dark side of the moon. Is that really D-Mob? I don't know. Demon? I don't know. Okay, well, my, Man or Monster, The Truth About Newt Scamander. Oh, my gosh. 
So in 2014, she and Ginny clashed while reporting at the final of the Quidditch World Cup in Patagonia. She also wrote quite a nasty follow-up article about Harry and the DA. Um, So question for Joe. Somebody asked her this. There's a character in this book, Rita. How true is this a depiction of your relations with the press? And she responded and said, well, I'll tell you the truth, but I doubt very much that anyone's going to want to hear this. I tried to put Rita in Philosopher's Stone. You know, when Harry walks into the Leaky Cauldron for the first time and everyone says, Mr. Potter, you're back. I wanted to put a journalist in there. She wasn't called Rita then, but she was a woman. And then I thought, as I looked at the plot overall, I thought that's not really where she fits best. She fits best in four when Harry's supposed to come to terms with his fame. So I pulled Rita from book one and planned her entrance for book four. And I was really looking forward to Rita coming in book four. For the first time ever, my pen metaphorically hesitated over writing her because I thought everyone will think this is my response to what's happened to me. But the fact is Rita was planned all along. Did I enjoy did did I enjoy her a little more because of what's happened to me? Yeah, I probably did. So Rita was always there, but it just kind of was a happy coincidence that it that it coincided kind Mm -hmm. of with her personal life. All right. Her name was Bridget. May I before. interrupt? Bridget. 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 Oh, read is so a much T or better. T. T. Sorry, mm. I think I said it wrong because I was like, <laughs> <your> "Sister." It's a little bit like which way was it spilled. Matthew Lewis has his wallet. I saw that. So really? He, yeah. Wow. This is a tweet. Wow. You guys are dope. Really humbled by this response. That got more pickup than any of my Brexit material. <laughs> And guess what I have? My wallet. I did not expect that to happen. I owe you all a debt of gratitude and can't thank you enough. You're amazing. This is a good day. Someone posted in our Discord chat just now, too. That's so funny. funny. 15 hours ago. Hey, that's awesome. Well, I should have looked on Twitter before we started recording this episode, but I didn't. Good job, humanity. (sighs) Um, Proud of you. So, on Pottermore, there's an article... (laughs) We'll see how we feel about this, but it's called In Defense of Rita Skeeter. So. Why? (laughs) The title is, there must have been something good about her. That makes me think of Cinderella with Lucifer, where she's trying to think of (laughs) something that's good about him. there must be something good about you. Um, So she was genuinely good at her job is one of their points. Uh, She was the worst kind of tabloid journalist, but from an editor's point of view and from her reader's point of view, she was great at her job doesn't mean that it's right uh the beetle animagus thing was pretty clever but here's the thing like i get that that's a point and that is clever but like she didn't get to she didn't choose what she was going to turn into it was just like luck that that's what she turned into so i don't really like that point i wonder what she thought like when that was her animagus form though probably like oh i should go into journalism (laughs) (laughs) oh perfect um, her writing was described as enchanting, actually, by Albus Dumbledore, though he did describe it as enchantingly nasty. But that's still enchanting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she did sometimes stand up for what was right. This is the only point that I kind of like. So before finding her new target in Harry, Rita did usually write damning reports on the Ministry of Magic. 
So sure, she was still being damning, but she was holding the ministry to account, which included revealing that Bertha Jorkins had gone missing. It was probably all for her own means as usual, but highlighting the corruption of the ministry, which gradually became dangerous during the height of Voldemort's power, was at the very least sort of helpful. Mm. Even though most of it was exaggeration, hyperbole, and lies, still, what's the wizard equivalent of a Pulitzer Prize? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then in the end, she did help Harry, even though it was under blackmail from Hermione. So she does interview Harry to deliver the truth about Lord Voldemort Mm -hmm. um, for the quibbler. Um, Not that she did that on her own accord, but at least she did it. Correct. So (laughs) another thing was she had a unique sense of style. Mm. Yeah, sure. And uh, her pen was cool. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, and uh, she wasn't a Death Eater. Well, that's something. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> they did a lot of these articles, though. They're really cool. Like, they did another one in the defense of Narcissa Malfoy. And they just did one um, in defense of Alice Longbottom. I didn't read it yet. Why would you huh. have to defend her? Yeah, why do you have to Be- defend her? Isn't she Neville's grandmother? Oh, Neville's. I thought it was her... His Alice mom. Longbottom's his mom. Oh, whatever his grandmother's name is. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, maybe I'll be interested in reading about his grandma. Because I'm not a fan of her. We have crapped on her a lot. <laughs> we have. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like I said before, like Mr. Weasley's oh, annoyed at Rita. I lied. It's Unsung Heroes, Augustus Longbottom. Bottom. Longbottom. <laughs> Augustus Blue. <laughs> Um, so Mr. Weasley is annoyed at Rita because of the rumors that she now has decided to spread and create all on her own because she decided to print them. Um, so he feels he has to go into the office. Mrs. Weasley's upset, though, because she says that he's supposed to be on holiday. <laughs> and I'm just saying, if I was Mr. Weasley, I'd prop my feet up and take a snooze because <laughs> I'm not going into the office on my vacation. Peace. You're on your own. Um, I guess that makes me not a very good employee, but... Oh, well. Hey, you're on vacation. My you're personal vacay. life is more important. Um, <laughs> well, it's true. Um, Harry decides that this is a wonderful moment to ask Mrs. Weasley if Hedwig had shown up yet. It's not really a good time to ask her that, but she hasn't. Uh, so then that leads Ron and Hermione wanting to know what he's talking about because he seemed, like, really interested in knowing if... Hedwig was back because he's waiting for Sirius's response. So they all head upstairs so that he can tell them about his scar because he hadn't had the opportunity to yet. And they reacted exactly as he had imagined. So Hermione was all, you know, oh, we should look in some books. Let's talk to Dumbledore, maybe Madame Pomfrey. And then Ron was just trying to make sense of it. Like, well, Voldemort wasn't here, was he? So, like, that's the that's how it went the last time that this happened. Um, Voldemort was at Hogwarts, but he can't be here now, can he? Yes. <sighs> In his dreams. <laughs> but then Harry goes on. He's technically, he's there. Harry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Harry then tells them about the dream that he had where they were plotting to kill somebody, but he left out that it was him that they were talking about. I love that he tries to protect them. I know. From, like, feeling yeah. certain Emotional. things. Yeah. From the feels. From the feels. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ron insists it was just a nightmare, but Harry is like, it's weird though, isn't it? My scar hurts. And three days later, the Death Eaters are on the march and Voldemort's sign is up in the sky again. And he brings up Trelawney's prediction again from last year. Mm -hmm. So again, Joe is pulling us back to that moment to let us know that that 
I think that this is her way of letting us know that it is a true and real prediction by bringing it up again. Correct. Um, so Hermione, you know, she hates her. So she's like, oh, she's a fraud. Um, and Harry's just like, no, like you weren't there. Yeah. She literally went into a trance. Um, so recap, Tiffany. Recap. <laughs> <laughs> she said the Dark Lord would rise again, great and more terrible than ever before. And he'd managed it because his servant was going to go back to him. And that night, Wormtail escaped. Oops, sorry, hit my mic. The moment all three of them figure this out, yes. I'm just thinking, like, yes, usually she's not correct, she mm-hmm. being Trelawney. Mm-hmm. But Hermione should realize, like, Harry also realizes it most of the time Trelawney's not right. being truthful or not, like, you know. Yeah. So he's recognizing yes. it. Yeah. yeah. Like, if he says it, just why would you doubt him? Right. I think she just or really she, she has a thing against better. her. I think that Hermione really just hates her. It's, I mean, she basically, I mean, not attacked, but in Hermione's eyes, she like attacked her intelligence when it came to this subject and that was really hurtful to her. So she's never going to be on her side or really like believe much of anything. But like, you can't be good at everything, Hermione. Well, that's not how Hermione, you know, goes through life. (laughs) Um, so... Harry explains that he sent Hedwig to Sirius to ask about his scar, and Hermione thinks that it's probably taking a long time because who knows where he is. He could be in Africa. Isn't that what we guessed before? We said maybe Africa, or we said maybe the Caribbean or yeah, South America. We said Rio, Africa, Rio. Rio. Africa or Rio. Those are kind of my two. Just depends. Tropical birds. Big old mm-hmm. tropical birds. Um, <laughs> I wonder if they taste like Fruit Loops. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of my favorite parts of this chapter because it's just such like a good, um, a good interaction between like the trio. So Ron, in his mind, he like wants to lighten it up, and he's like, "Well, let's just go play Quidditch." And Hermione's like, "No, Ron, you're dumb. Harry doesn't want to play Quidditch." And like as I'm reading it, I'm like. Of course he wants to play Quidditch. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't even think he'd care if he's like, let's just go ride our brooms. He'd right. be like, yep. bye. Yeah. <laughs> and then Ron, Harry is just like, um, yeah, I'll go get my firebolt. And then Hermione's all like, oh, boys. <laughs> Poor Hermione. She puts up with a lot with them. And it's kind of she funny. She chose that life. She did. Ginny, <laughs> I think Ginny is more like the boys than like Hermione. Yes. So like, even though she has a friend in Ginny, like Jenny probably wants yeah, to go. Friend. <laughs> we lost eyes. I was gonna say it. I was like, no, don't. I, as soon as I saw Sarah's face, I'm like, she's gonna sing. <laughs> All I can envision though is like Hermione being like to run. He doesn't want to play Quidditch and like turns around and they're like already playing it. You know, like doesn't even get the whole word. Like he doesn't want to play like, Quidditch. Caught the snitch. He's <laughs> <laughs> like they're already gone. I just think that's like the perfect distraction yeah. for him though. Like just go. Get your mind off. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to go and do something else. And especially for him, since, I mean, everything's always in his head. Clear your head from that Voldy. Which you can't. Because he's partiest. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) In time, it'll go away. Don't worry. But I do agree. Like, I think, though, with Ginny, is that she's used to being around boys. So, like, when they're playing Quidditch, she would get to play as well. And. We know that she likes Quidditch. We also know Hermione does that. So I think that's part of it, too, where she, she would be right along the boys playing, and Hermione would be like, I'll just sit under a tree and read a book. Thanks. Probably Hogwarts of history. Hogwarts history. Probably. Probs. 
Do you think they're in the like latest edition? Oh, 100%. Oh, for sure. That, yeah. Also, definitely. I would like that book, please. Please. What would you like more? Um, Life and Lies or Life and Hogwarts? Lies. Are you kidding? Life and Lies. I, I, I want the Hogwarts one. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> it's like thousands I guess, of years. Of I guess my Dumbledore would be in it. I guess it would depend on like what we get out of Fantastic Beasts as to if I would want Hogwarts of History or Life and Lies. Because like we might want... learn a lot about Life and Lies through Crimes, not Crimes of Grindelwald, but through Fantastic Beasts. So like if I got my fill of it from that, then I would definitely jump to Hogwarts of History. 900 pages of reader skater crap. Don't know if it's true or not. <laughs> or Hogwarts of History. Like and think because it's I'm gonna kick in, like, you in the chest and say this is Hogwarts. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> it started in like what 1050. So like think of thousands of like you're not changing my mind, hundreds. bro. I mean, you do you. Also, boo. you want to read a skeeter crap? It's a lot of Bathilda. True. Yeah. She doesn't have to make up what Bathilda said because that in itself, the truth is juicy enough. It's true. Suck it. I still want <laughs> Hogwarts though. <laughs> Stop looking at me. The truth is juicy enough. <laughs> Did I say that? Yeah. God, I'm just, good. Just like a cheeseburger. Hmm. It's a dumble burger. <laughs> I would like a dumble burger. A cheese I'd like a, Extra cheese. a Hogwarts Deluxe, thank you. Fries on the side with a Coke. That's What's what I would like. Fries and a side? What's the other side? And a Coke on the side. Attention, dear swishers. Adventurers out there. Why settle for ordinary chain store coffee when you can have an adventure in every cup with Expedition Roasters? Artisanal roasters of pop culture coffees. Now you can experience a little theme park magic every day at your home. Each themed bag features a custom artwork by guest artists that make it perfect for displaying in your kitchen or office. Try one of our premium wizarding roasts like Book Smart Blueberry, Charming Chocolate Cherry, Cunning Caramel Crunch, or Big Hearted Butterscotch. All our coffees are certified gluten and allergen-free. So start your coffee adventure today at ExpeditionRoasters.com and use your coupon code SWISHFLICK15 to save 15% on your first purchase. Brew your happy place, y'all! Do you want to also tell <laughs> them? They now have um, <laughs> some tea as well, so you can get tea if you want. Yes, sip tea. Lou, is it loose sleep, I believe? Uh, I think so. I have no idea. I think so, because it just comes in like a bag. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. So just go to audibletrial.com forward slash swishflickcast and browse all of the Harry Potter books for your listening pleasure. It's really that easy. Go to audible.com slash swishflickcast to get started now. Um, so they have original audio shows on there, news, comedy, more from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers. So they have all of the Harry Potter books. They have Quidditch Through the Ages, Fantastic Beasts. They have a history of magic, um, a history of magic audiobook that is, that is narrated by the girl from Game of Thrones. Yes. I can't remember her name, but Game of Thrones. And then also, um... Dan Fogler did an audiobook for Audible about Crimes of Grindelwald, and he like talked about behind the scenes on set and stuff. It's supposed to be really neat. I haven't so listened to it yet. Cool. So um, I love to listen to it on my drive to work all the time, and I suggest that you just get the Potter books. I mean, come on, come awesome. on. <sighs> yep. So download your free audiobook today. 
Go to audibletrial.com forward slash swish flick cast. Again, audibletrial.com forward slash swish flick cast for your free audiobook and 30 day trial. Woo woo! Do it! Do it! While you're sipping your expedition roaster. It's coffee. It is true. All right, my turn. So. Over the next week, Mr. Weasley and Percy aren't home all that much, so they both leave the house each morning before anyone else is awake, and they come home well after dinner time. Nah, bro. That's a long shift. It's like working at Disney. So, Percy says it's been an absolute uproar at the ministry, and he's been receiving howlers all week. Like, he says there's scorch marks on his desk, and he's been putting out fires because you can't, he can't keep up opening them, and they explode when you don't open them. Um, People have been complaining about the security at the World Cup, and they want compensation for their ruined property. This puts in um, our second mention ever of Mundungus Fletcher. So he put in a claim for a 12-bedroom tent with an ensuite jacuzzi. And Percy's like, I've got his number. I know for a fact he was sleeping under a cloak propped on sticks. I love that. Uh, Percy, how does he not know that that cloak propped up on sticks didn't magically turn into a 12-bedroom tent with an ensuite jacuzzi? Because Dung was probably sleeping half outside of it. (laughs) Might have been Hagrid's cloak. We don't know. Right. Harry slept under her cloak one time. (laughs) He also slept under some stairs for a long time. Harry sleeps under things. (laughs) Wow. Oh, boy. All right, so I was going to do a quick fact file on good old Dung, (laughs) which what a name. Um, He is said to be on Pottermore, the petty crook and the most sticky-fingered member of the Order of the Phoenix. His distinguishing features are tattered clothing, unshaven, smells of stale alcohol and tobacco. He's short and like shorter than Harry at 17. And we already know that Harry is pretty short. Anyway. Is Harry short or is Dan short? No, he is short. He's small for his age. No, but like I think he shoots up. Maybe he does. But Dan Dan. is is short. (laughs) Dan is very short. Yes. Is Mundungus the same height as Danny (laughs) DeVito? I'm going to say that he's like 1.1 Danny DeVito's. <laughs> Slightly taller. So we've created Dung DeVito. Oh, <laughs> my God. So his skills are gathering information for the order, dealing in stolen cauldrons, but I wonder if he worries about the bottoms, and <laughs> acquiring the odd muggle car. And his hobbies are drinking, though he's been banned from the hogshead since the 70s. Wow. I wonder why. Sleeping under that cloak with maybe the goats. He was, I was going to say, maybe he was trying to get with the goats or steal a goat. <laughs> oh, and man, we never for the not have yeah. that. He's very protective of them. So uh, Mrs. Weasley and Mr. Weasley. Oh, Mrs. Weasley says Mr. Weasley hasn't had to go into the office on weekends like this since the days of you-know-who. Um, so they're working him too hard. His dinner's going to be ruined if he doesn't come home soon. What about like a preservation charm? Does that not exist? But a I wonder. Warming charm? I wonder if that's like you know when you have like a great meal and like you then, and then you microwave, uh, microwave yeah. it. So it's still like eh, but it's microwaved. You know. I think you're right because later on when he comes home, he like pokes at like shriveled cauliflower <laughs> or something. So I think you're right. The poor guy. Um. So then Percy is like. Well, Father feels he's got to make up for his mistake at the match, doesn't he? If truth be told, he was a tad unwise to make a public statement without clearing it with his head of department first. And Mrs. Weasley's like, don't you dare blame your father for what that wretched Skeeter woman wrote. 
It's like he's Malfoy, but like mm. on a other the other mm. side of the coin. Father was wrong. Blah 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 blah. And yeah. So, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. get real. Like, but here's my thing. I never viewed what Arthur did as a public statement. It was people that knew right. him, and he was just like, no, whatever, just yeah. saying. Do you think she was beetling out? For sure. <laughs> oh, for, yeah, definitely. Sitting in, oh, sitting yeah. on a leaf. Yep. For Eating some aphids. Sure. Aphids. Yes. I don't know. I don't. Know. We have an update from Vinny. Ooh. The actor that portrayed Mundungus is one point one zero eight eight. Danny DeVito's. What do I get? I called it. I called it. That's amazing. Even if you round that sucker up, 1.1 DeVito's. Oh, yeah. Uh, you're welcome. That's so great. <laughs> I can't stand you. <laughs> I just feel like that's a victory. And you know what? Today, I needed a win. I feel like Danny DeVito needs to be on this podcast. This is an informal invitation. Yep. Because I know you're Guys, listening. tweet him. Tweet him. Tweet at him. Is he on Twitter? I don't know. I know he posts pictures of his... Big toe, different places. That's so weird, but it's true. <laughs> oh my Wiggle God. my big toe. Ew. DeVito's like, look at my big toe. He calls it something specific. Carry on. I'll let you know. So here's Mrs. Weasley defending Mr. Weasley and against Rita Skeeter. And yet, later in this book, she believes the crap that she writes in The Prophet. I don't know. Honestly, that is like the one big thing that really bothers me with Molly. Like, I can get over the twins. It's whatever. The Hermione thing, though, oh. She makes me We all have faults. We all have faults. She's still a wonderful mom. Definitely. So, Bill agrees with Mrs. Weasley. So, even if Mr. Weasley hadn't said anything, Rita would have come up with something like, well, the ministry didn't even make a statement. How disgraceful. So, it was kind of like, lose-lose. She's going to find a way to dig something up. Um, and Bill says he, she never makes anyone look good. She once interviewed all of the Gringotts charm breakers and called him a long haired pillock. And I didn't know what a pillock was. It's literally a stupid person. <laughs> so mean. I love mean. it. Um, so the twins are off in a far corner talking in whispers over a piece of parchment. And Mrs. Weasley's like, uh, what are you up to? You better not be making any more order forms to, uh, restart Weasley's wizard wheezes. And hold on. So, for a long time, I didn't understand why they called it Weasley's Wizard Wheezes. And it, it just hit me when I made these notes. Because it's like oh, laughing. Yeah. Oh. Are you okay, I wasn't the only me? one. I just, Thank God. To are be you honest kidding? with you, I never really, because there's so many words, I just would you, skip over it and be like, you know, me. I would yeah, just be like, wheeze. it's the twins Like chat. you wheeze when you laugh? So, anyway, so here comes Fred. Now, Mum said Fred, <laughs> looking up at her, a pained look on his face. If the Hogwarts Express crashed tomorrow and George and I died, how would you feel to know the last thing we ever heard from you was an unfounded accusation? And everyone laughed, even Mrs. Weasley. So I think she's feeling a little lightened up after Mm -hmm. the scare. So here is where the Weasley clock is like more officially mentioned. So it shows that Mr. Weasley's hand suddenly goes from work to traveling and then a second later to home. So the first mention of a special timepiece in the Weasley home is from Chamber of Secrets. Um, But it seems like it might be a different clock. So that says the clock on the wall opposite him, Harry, had only one hand and no numbers at all. Written around the edge were things like time to make tea, time to feed the chickens, Mm. and you're late. However, this clock, which appears, obviously, in Goblet of Fire, (laughs) (laughs) um, it says Mrs. Weasley glanced at the grandfather clock in the corner. Harry liked this clock. It was completely useless if you wanted to know the time, but otherwise very informative. It had nine golden hands, 
and each of them was engraved with one of the Weasley family names. There were no numerals around the face, but descriptions of where each family member might be. Home, school, and work were there, but there was also traveling, lost, hospital, prison, and in the position where the number 12 would be on a normal clock, mortal, mortal peril. Yes. Do you think the entire time Ron is traveling with Harry and Hermione, it's on mortal peril? I think it all. They, I think they yeah. all are. I think oh, once yeah. he's yes. like back, it's like. All right, fun fact time. It is ironic in the movies. Don't that you think? <laughs> in Chamber of Secrets, that dentist is listed on the clock no. because it's implied quite a few times in the series that wizards have no use for dentists. <laughs> you are correct. And Herm's parents because. Um, Slughorn is very interested in Hermione's parents' jobs. Is that a dangerous profession? <laughs> that a dangerous Maybe <laughs> one boy, <laughs> Robbie Fenwick. <laughs> this might be my father. Maybe the like ten stitches. <laughs> <laughs> my gosh. Maybe because the Weasleys are Muggle friendly, that they know maybe. what dentists are, and maybe they do were you, like, oh, maybe. "Let's get my teeth clean." Yes. Do you think Arthur goes for fun, and he's like, "Ooh, what are these?" Oh things? my god, <laughs> he's got to be the most annoying patient to them. But so I, I would love to see that. Yeah. I don't hate going to the dentist. I used to. Oh, but I, I don't, don't anymore. I don't hate it because my mom cleans my teeth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So Mr. Weasley reports that Rita Skeeter has been looking for more ministry mess-ups all week. And she did find out about Bertha Jorkins missing. So, Joy, that'll be the headline all week. Mm. Yeah. I gotta say, though, like, it's not a bad no, thing yeah, that she right. finds ministry mess-ups. Like, those should be reported. As I feel bad that... authentic mess-ups. Right. Right. I feel bad that, like, Mr. Weasley isn't one of the people screwing up the government and he still has to deal with like a huge brunt of everything right now. I feel like a lot of Rita Skeeter's reporting is fake news. Well, and the thing with that though is she's saying all these things. So when she reports real things, are people going to believe her? Right. 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 So he also says that Crouch is really lucky. She hasn't found out about Winky because that would be another week's worth of headlines. His house elf caught holding the wand that conjured the dark mark. Maybe people should know that. Oh my gosh. But she didn't do it. She isn't knowing how. I isn't knowing how, sir. <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> I guess she's like, I'm here all along. <laughs> so Hermione is instantly angry because you mention a house elf and she's like, ah, they need rights. So they had agreed that the elf had not been the one to conjure the mark, Percy. And what would people say if they knew how Crouch was so mean to his elves? He should be lucky that wasn't reported. So then Percy is like, well, bro. He defends Crouch, saying he deserves unserving, nope, unswerving obedience from his servants. And then Hermione's like, his slave, you mean, because he didn't pay Winky, did he? So then Molly, like, breaks up the argument before it really gets more heated. Um, and by telling them, like, go upstairs, just make sure you're packed and ready to leave tomorrow because they're going back to school. Such a mom. Um, so Harry and Ron head up to Ron's room and they look at their half-packed trunk, seeing Hedwig's cage is still empty. It's been a week. Harry's hoping that, um, you know, something hasn't happened. Something serious hasn't happened. It's serious. <laughs> he, that he hasn't been caught. But Ron's like, dude, if he was caught, we would have heard something by now. Like, in The Prophet, it would have been like, they probably would have flat out said, like, we caught Sirius Black or, right. like, we caught the fugitive. Something would have been said. Oh, Fudge would have loved that. Yes. It would have taken heat away from the whole mm-hmm. Dark Mark conjuring and all that stuff, too. Mm-hmm. 
So um, Harry decides to kind of look at the stuff that Measley, M- Measley Mrs. Weasley, <laughs> and they wrote Mr., <laughs> got him in Diagon Alley. Um, so she got his books, some money from his vaults, and washed all of his socks. Now, isn't that nice? Oh, How kind. Sweet. So he has the standard book of spells, grade four, by Miranda Goshawk. He has a handful of new quills, a dozen roll of parchments, and he has refills for his potion-making kit. So he was running low on spine of lionfish and the essence of belladonna. So I'm like, ooh, let's Google this stuff. So I did. (laughs) (laughs) And from, um, let me find it. Of course, it's the last thing. So lionfish spine on the wikia, or is harrypotter.fandom.com backslash wikia. Saying lionfish have extremely long and separated spines. They crush can be crushed into a powder, and these spines can be used in healing potions, such as the Wiganwild potion, mm. um, which I'll tell you what that is in two shakes of a lamb's tail. And it's also an ingredient of the herbicide potion, as well as some more complicated ones. The ingredient can be bought from sh- some shops, notably the apothecary in Diagon Alley. Yes. I remember the Wiganwild potion from the, uh, from the video game. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a um, healing potion with the power to cure injuries and to awaken a person from a magically induced sleep, yeah. which gives it the ability to reverse the effects of potions like the sleeping drought and the drought of the living dead. It healed you when you were dying in the in the game. Like if you were in a battle or something, you could oh, like you, you could life. drink Wiganweld potion and it would give you more life. Yeah, Wiganweld. Yeah, Aurora should have drank some of that. Yeah, it would have awoken her from dead. Yeah. And yeah. Snow White. Sleep. I mean, not dead. <laughs> A dead sleep. <laughs> a dead sleep. <laughs> My gosh. So we see it, um, I guess, in Philosopher's Stone, the Goblet of Fire it's mentioned, um, and then their video game, Pottermore it's mentioned, and it's in Hogwarts Mystery, that game. So that's a fun fact. And then with Belladonna. Belladonna. Um, it is a poisonous plant native to parts of Asia and Europe, and it's sometimes no- sometimes known as deadly nightshade, and it produces small oh. black berries that must not be eaten. Eating the berries or leaves can be deadly. Similar to a poison ivy, a person whose skin comes in direct contact with the leaves may develop a rash. And then in ancient times, people used belladonna for its toxic properties as an organ oral poison, not organ, or on the tips of arrows. Mm. And then some scholars believe that Shakespeare referenced Belladonna in his play Romeo and Juliet. It is possible that Belladonna was the poison that Juliet drank to fake her death. Um, And then as time progressed, people used Belladonna for cosmetic and medicinal purposes. For example, doctors used it as an antiseptic before surgery in medieval Europe. A little off tangent, but if you guys ever read about like makeup back in like the medieval times and stuff and how toxic it is, it's so fascinating. Um, And so during the Italian Renaissance, which lasted from the 14th to 16th century, fashionable women drink the juice of belladonna berries to dilute, dilate, nope, (laughs) dilate their pupils. Belladonna owes its name to this practice as it means beautiful women in Italian. What is wrong with me? I can't read. Um, and then in modern times, optometrists often use belladonna to help dilute. No, I don't know. I keep saying that dilate pupils, um, while examining a person's eyes. And then recently other recent uses include over the counter creams and other herbal supplements. Despite its commercial availability, people are strongly advised to use belladonna with caution and under, um, a doctor's care. And there's a couple other things. I'll, if you guys want to know this thing website, I'll send it to you. We'll put it on the our Facebook page. Yeah. Um, 
that is shout out to Hunger Games because that's what they use at the end too. Mm-hmm. And that's what that one guy eats because he's forced to. Yep, Where? the guy with the crazy mustache. Yep, mm-hmm. Belladonna, Nightshade. Nightshade oh, bears. and it's also in the Nightmare, Nightmare Before, Before Christmas. Christmas. The nightshade you slip me wore off, Sally. <laughs> <laughs> so, whilst going through his stuff, um, Harry hears Ron make a noise, a loud noise of disgust. <laughs> what is that supposed to be? He was holding up something that looked to Harry like a long maroon velvet dress. Momentary pause. Doesn't he hate maroon? Because that's the yeah. color of yeah. the sweater his mother always uh, makes yep. him. Yep. It had a moldy looking lace frill moldy. at the collar and matching lace cuffs. I feel like this is what Nick's outfit would look like. Yes. Like yes. actual yes. not ghost. <laughs> so um, I Googled to see if there was like anything like dress robes. And on Pottermore, they have a picture of Ron showing um, Harry his dress robes in his room. And I was laughing because it says Ron shows Harry his new dress robes with dismay and his entire room. There's an inch of it. That's not covered in something. (laughs) Chudley cannons, (laughs) which I thought was amusing. It's cute. Um, but like the picture does look, it looks like a nightgown, like an old fashioned nightgown. If I'm being honest, I love it. Like a moo moo. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Mrs. Weasley arrives with clean Hogwarts robes for the boys and reminds them to place them nicely in their trunks so they don't crease. So Ron's like, whoa, mom, why are you trying to give me Ginny's ugly dress? He's like, <laughs> nah, Ron, those would be your dress robes. And so um, dress robes are for special occasions and it was on their list for school. So then there's a couple of things like on the Wikia and... Um, Pottermore and the lexicons. I'm going to read a bit of it because I thought it was interesting. So obviously there are a formal variety of robes worn by witches and wizards for special occasions and can vary in style and color as much as everyday robes. Um, So we first see them this year um, because they have to go to a ball, which we don't. Well, yeah, it's a ball. We just don't see it yet. Um, And then I think they wear them for the Christmas party like Harry does. And everybody that attends there, dress robes were worn at the funeral of Elvis Dumbledore um, and to the wedding of Bill and Fleur. And uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. And then it tells you on this is on the wiki and it tells you everybody like what they wore to the Yule Ball. Um, and then like, you know, the Slughorn's Christmas party, the funeral. I just think that's really cool. And then on the wiki, kind of says the same stuff um, and it has like each person that went to the Yule ball and like what they dressed like. And, um, and it has a little bit on Madame Mac Melkins. Is that how you say that? Madame, Madame Melkins mm-hmm. robes for all occasions during one summer sale. They sold robes, which were spangled, self ironing, beautifying, slimming, fattening, lengthening, temperature adjusting and plain with a free frog skin belt with every purchase. I've never thought of magical clothing. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, and then we know that there's that's one place that sells them. Glad Rags Wizard Wear. And Glad then Rags. Then there's a secondhand <laughs> robe shop in Diagon Alley. Mm-hmm. We don't know the name of that place. Mm-mm, I don't think so. Hmm. Um, well, and then, uh, what, what would you name it? I'm trying to think of something. Um, Reused second. robes. Ooh. Recycled robes. I, I like, like the that. alliteration. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to go for. So, um, there's an article, oh my God, (laughs) extra stitches. (laughs) 
<laughs> a second stitch. Oh, oh, isn't that a real place, though? I don't know. Carry on. Okay. I like that. So there's an article on Pottermore, and it says... Um, Hogwarts Haute Couture, the greatest fashion moments in of the Harry Potter films. So it talks about like what they wore in the actual movies. Um, and I have to say that I <laughs> love Ron's outfit, although you it, it's completely different. So like you're going to find out in like two seconds when I tell you or when you read the chapter that she bought this um, his dress robes from a secondhand store where in the movie. Like they're just she never says it. And he's like talking about his like great aunt Muriel. I smell. Oh, Tessie, my Tessie. great aunt Tessie. Great aunt Tessie. <laughs> I smell like my great aunt Tessie. So first, the article talks about, um, you know, the different things that like how wizards wear. So it's confusion about what to wear when dressing as muggles can lead to some very strange combinations, as seen in the Quidditch World Cup, where confused outfits included a kilt paired with a poncho and a tweed suit matched with thigh length galoshes. But the unique wizarding take on style has led to some of the most beautiful, daring, and interesting costumes to wear on the big screen. So perfect your do with the liberal amounts of Sleek Easy's hair potion and take your seats in the front row to remember the best moments of Hogwarts high fashion with the Harry Potter films. So the first bit is Hermione's Yule Ball dress, which we'll talk about later on. And then Ron's Yule Ball robes. And it says on the other side of Yule Ball fashion, because obviously she looks very beautiful. Um, we have poor Juan Juan's outfit. <laughs> After receiving his hand-me-down dress robes from Mrs. Weasley, Ron mistakenly thought the frilly getup was for Ginny, who immediately called them ghastly, and we have to agree with her. And it says, The lace and dodgy lil collar were made worse by Ron's review of his Yule Ball attire. I look like my great-aunt Tessie. I smell like my great-aunt Tessie. Still, still better to be on the worst dress list than not to be remembered at all. And I will say I bought um, from Universal a, like Mm -hmm. his outfit to hang on my Christmas tree as an ornament. Yeah. Megan. Is it in the book or the movie? Uh, It's not in the movie, but in the book, doesn't he try to use the severing charm to take the lace off? And it doesn't, he doesn't do a very good job at it. Mm -hmm. So like phrase. mm -hmm. Um, Poor Ron. (laughs) I will say that I like the book version better because in the movie, like, it, he gets it in front of everybody, and I think mm-hmm. that adds to his, like... Embarrassment. Yes. Like, you should have... And then I was saying to Tiffany, I'm like, why couldn't they... Like, it's yes, it's on your list, but not everyone goes to the Yule Ball. Like, not everyone fourth year and up. Right. I know a lot, but, like, what if you didn't want to go at all? Yeah. I don't think you're forced to. Yeah. Um, on Discord, Isaiah says he hates that the film uses the dress robes as a means of ridiculing him in front of the whole school. Mm-hmm. And then Bev says, for sure, one reason schools use uniforms is to make sure kids aren't teased for their various socioeconomic status. That's true. Yeah. Um, so, poor little Ron. Poor little Juan Juan. Mm. So Ron's like, I'm not going to wear these robes. So his mother reminds him that everyone wears them. I love this part. His father has some for smart parties. Love that. So he retorts that he would rather go starkers than wear them. (laughs) Love Molly. Come on, Molly. So then Molly turns. um, Well, this is what she says first. Um, so Mrs. Weasley also got Harry some dress robes. And so from the book, it says in, in some trepidation, Harry opened the last parcel on his camp bed. It wasn't as bad as he'd expected. However, his dress robes didn't have any lace on them at all. In fact, they were more or less the same as his school robes, except they were bottle green instead of black. And then I wrote this cause I love this so much. So Mrs. Weasley got the color because she thought they would bring out the color of his eyes. And I said, that is very 
freaking sweet. Mm-hmm. So cute. Super oh. thoughtful. And that's something because he wears black in the movie. Yeah. Super something a mom would do. Yes. Yeah. And this is why I wear a lot of blue because it brings out the color of my eyes. So then um, Ron, Ron asks out loud why he couldn't have some like Harry's. His are all right. But Mrs. Weasley had to get them secondhand um, because and there wasn't much choice for her. And so Ron swears to never wear them. Never. And Mrs. Weasley responses, fine, go naked. Mm-hmm. And Harry, make sure you get a picture of him. Goodness knows I could do with a laugh. <laughs> I love that. That is something a mom would say. My that. mother would say that to me. Oh, yeah, same. My question is, um, did she go shopping like super late? Because I wonder if she went like right when they got the letters and knew that they or even before because she had inside info. Like, I wonder what the selection would have been like. I wonder if there was good stuff there. And then she just went really late. But like, didn't she didn't they just get the letters when Harry got to the Weasleys? Yeah, they had. They kind of did get them late. Like, I think you always get your letter late. It seems like right around his birthday, like a month before. But yes, this is true. She had insider information where she would have known. But maybe I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Um. So she leaves Ron, or she leaves, and Ron goes to help Pig get a treat unstuck from his beak, and he asks kind of out loud, not really wanting an answer, saying, "Why does everything he own, like why is everything he owns rubbish?" It's a really big um, thing with him, especially, well, especially, especially yes. and like because mm-hmm. when when he um, asks out loud why he couldn't have some like Harry's because his are all right, mm-hmm. and like poor Molly probably doesn't really want to say it. Like Ron knows and Harry knows straight up. We don't have the money to be buying these things. And like Harry, Harry's like a a kind of embarrassed. Like he looks away. He doesn't want to be a part of that conversation. Yeah. And he's got all this money. He's like, he would gladly share. He's like, I'd gladly Mm -hmm. cut it all down in half and give it to them, but they wouldn't be the people that would take it. Right. Um, but like I can personally relate to Ron with these things. Like growing up, we didn't have a lot of money. And I remember that I biggest tomboy in the whole world. So I wanted everything that was Nike. And when I got my first, I remember this, my first Nike shirt, um, some kid in class, I think I was in like fourth grade was being a jerk and got like this red, it was like the flavored applesauce got got it on my white Nike shirt. And it was so important to me. I literally jumped off steps outside, chased him down. I tackled him. And I remember that I punched him twice. Ooh. And because I, I had nice things. I had a lot of hand-me-down things. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of older cousins. But I remember that shirt was so important to me because I wanted it so much because I wanted to fit in so mm-hmm. bad. And that's how important it was to me. So I can totally relate to Ron on this. But I remember I beat the crap out of the kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I just, I feel bad. And again, like we've said, this is creeping into um, a big plot point with this book yeah. specifically. And like, even we see later on, and that's something like, I know a lot of people don't like Ron, but there's a lot of things that I love about him. And this is like showing his faults that he is human and like he's he's gonna grow out of it yeah we're like it's they're both like products of their environment and as much as harry has all of this money like he's still not saying that like to have money makes you a horrible person it doesn't Mm -hmm. but you know um it makes you sometimes not necessarily 
um, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess appreciate the little things. Well, yeah. and I think with Harry, though, what's good, he didn't know until he was 11 that he had money. Right. So yeah. I think that's something that puts him on, on the same level with Ron, but Ron doesn't see it that way because Ron has only ever known him as someone that had money. Right. Um, that's why they don't. They, and Harry's. They, they miss each other. Well, miscommunication. Yeah. And with the famous stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, and again, it, I mean, I think with Ron, it's because he's the sixth boy out of out of them, and then he's got his sister. So, and like, seemingly nothing is special about him in his mm-hmm. eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he lists all the things, the, why the others are better than him. Yeah. But, like... Yeah. He has to see it for himself. Dude, you help save the wizarding world. Well, like, and honestly, I also think that's something that people forget about him, is that... Yes, he, he is like a, mm-hmm. like each each person in the trio specifically um, are great and but they all have faults and he's not stupid like he's not just like the sidekick like he is smart like and mm-hmm. I forget that Harry's smart because all you ever see from like the movies because they're so in like I'm so yeah. inundated by them um, so true. is that like Hermione's the smart one well they're all they all have their bits and pieces they all right Harry are stronger are, together they're not dumb you know yeah, what I mean? not by any means <laughs> yeah and i mean a lot of the stuff that people like don't like about hair ron like i think about this because a lot of people don't like him and hermione together and it reminds me of james and lily because they're like he says all these things about her and he does this to her and he's just the, and well first of all they're kids a b he's going to grow up. People grow out of the things. I'm not the same person. I wasn't great. Like high school. Oh yeah. And Ron's going to like, he's changed. Hermione's changed. Harry's changed. Think about if you were to go back like to high school and talk to someone, they probably have this perception Mm -hmm. of you, but you're like, no, you don't know me anymore. Mm hmm. Like you knew me then, yeah, that was me. But like now, Oh God, you don't hundred percent different. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 It's just like, all right, going it's off funny, on a huge man. tangent. I just love Ron a lot, and mm-hmm. honestly, like out of the three of them, that's who I relate to the most is Ron. Um, so I just love him. I love him too. Yeah. Remember when you did that once? Is that your <laughs> lightning bolt sound? Because it sounded like kind of like a whip. It, it almost sound sounded like you know, like um, <laughs> from well, it's like, <laughs> a lightning bolt round if you haven't guessed that yet. <laughs> ka-chow, ka-chow. Ooh, I'm I don't burned. know. I asked some questions already. Leave it to the um, leave it to the patrons. So I have found them. What would your Pottermore file list as your skills? Excellent cat snuggler. <laughs> <laughs> Pizza aficionado. One more. Oh, one more. Three. Podcaster. Podcaster. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Pass. (laughs) Come back to me. I don't know. I would say napping, but I'm not a good sleeper, so that wouldn't be it. Probably cooking. Mm -hmm. um, Puns. (laughs) And... uh, Gosh, what's another thing I'm... uh, Florence. Mm. <laughs> Their alter ego. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is it my hobby? What did they? What did they ask? Your skills. 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 Um, speaking in tongues. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh <laughs> god. <laughs> you gotta put cooking on yours too. Probably cooking. Podcasting. 
and graphic design. Yeah, but that's like boring. <laughs> that makes me sound really boring. It doesn't uh, if the shoe, shoe fits. fits. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Wow, Sarah, get out of Theme my hug. park aficionado. There you, that's yes, accurate. Momming, wifing, Momming teaching the young minds of American children. Scary thought. <laughs> <laughs> handwriting. Oh my god! I like my handwriting. Your handwriting is beautiful. My print. Mine is crud. You are more artistic than you probably think you are. Um, Mundungus gets banned from a place. Have you ever been banned from somewhere? Where is it, and why were you banned? No, I am goody two shoes to I'm the extreme. Welcomed everywhere. I feel like I might have, but I, I like don't remember. You should have been banned from that Chipotle after falling down <laughs> in their entryway. No, they should have given me a free you burrito. You should have filed a lawsuit. <laughs> you probably would have won. <laughs> well, they didn't have a floor's wet side, so... I don't think I... I feel... Honestly, <gasps> I feel like I have been, but I don't Really? Remember. I was banned from a Facebook group, a Disney Facebook group. These people were psycho. That's all I'll say. Were they or were you? <laughs> no, I was not. <laughs> No, I've never been banned from anything. Mm-mm. My cousin once was thrown out of a biker bar. <laughs> like, literally thrown out. And I was like, Emily, Sponge what did Bob? you do? Oh, you drop her name. She doesn't listen to this podcast. No, she doesn't know who Harry Potter is. <laughs> Neither do we. Oh, wait, yeah, we do. He's a wizard. But what's a wizard? <laughs> we don't know. All right, we have another one. Okay. Were you an entrepreneurial child? What did you that was in any way similar to Fred and George? Bracelets, bracelets. Oh, those do you want to know what I bracelets. made? Bra- I made like those bracelets. geckos out of beads. <laughs> the melty ones? No, no. You like strung them. I remember? Yes, I, yes, yes, yeah. Yes, yes. And I made geckos and I made turtles. Oh my god, it was all about it. I and made my mom turtles. Did it. I didn't. I like turtles. <laughs> <laughs> I like turtles. I w- we didn't get a lot of like extra crafty stuff because we didn't have money to like buy all that. My mom's like, you're not bringing that into the house. I so no. My mom was super crafty, <laughs> so she was all about Ooh, that's it. That's a lie. Well, I mean, not really entrepreneurial, but we used to. Um, this is so embarrassing. <coughs> put concerts on in our driveway. <laughs> we were called the Junior Spice Girls. <laughs> <laughs> I was Which scary one? spice. All right, because I, I had curly hair, even though I should have been baby because I was the youngest. Um, I had to sell cookie dough for cheerleading. Does that count? I just sell candy sure. bars for my school. There you go. Me and my cousins did this thing where we pulled bark off of a tree and then sharpened them on the sidewalk into pencils and tried to sell them to people. <laughs> I didn't try to sell them, but I made bows and arrows that way and tried to shoot a squirrel. Oh, <laughs> it didn't work. What? Beating people up, shooting squirrels. Welcome to my Billy life, guys. <laughs> if you don't know, I am from the country. <laughs> I've been there. She is indeed from the country. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you ever accidentally drastically over or underdressed for an event? Yes. I'm sure I have. I typically... Um, I would say I underdress for everything. Yes. Leggings. <laughs> I was going to say, I typically overdress for a lot of things. You but do. you know what? I look good. I'm very comfortable in a dress, and I don't really care if I look better than you. Sorry, oh. not sorry. <laughs> that's Slytherin. That's, that's Slytherin. No, you so. got to be the best dressed. Dress for success. Also, dress my mom, for the job you want, not the job you have. Correct. Thank you, Cheryl. <laughs> I've also like feel like I've overdressed for interviews before, but like I just have like a nice like a suit dress on kind of mm-hmm. thing, and then like nice cute heels. And I got I my job like, hmm. with a suit, like a. 
I don't know. I was sweating. It was not okay. I should not have worn it. <laughs> but yes, I typically am overdressed, but yeah, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not uncomfortably overdressed because I typically know that I'm going to be and I don't care. Let's just say this. If it's not stretchy pants, I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> I nine times out of ten probably underdressed, but it's whatever. I'm comfy. Mm-hmm. I'm always comfortable. If I'm not comfortable, I'm not having a good time. And if yeah. not having but a good like, time, I'm not going to go. <laughs> I'm more comfortable like in a dress anyways because it's just like... No pants, no pants. Yeah, so I'll wear a dress. Gotta have pants. Say that Ron's room's covered in Chudley Cannon stuff. If someone went into your childhood bedroom, what would they describe it as being covered in? <laughs> Good <laughs> Charlotte posters. <laughs> your printed out pictures. My printed out pictures of Rupert Grant. Yeah. <laughs> I, my bedroom's never had a theme. It was just like shelves of, I don't want to be rude, but trophies. <laughs> What for shooting squirrels? I will say this: <laughs> shooting squirrels, wrestling, I, not gators, <laughs> <laughs> but softball and wrestling for real. It, wrestling. It, the house that I moved into um, when I was a senior, and I I know that this is technically like not when I was a child, but it's roughly the same. I literally had a wall. I call it the wall of hotness. And it was a bunch of like guy celebrities that I thought were hot. And it was just pictures Seriously? of them. Seriously? Yes. <laughs> I never had any of that. What did you have? Good. All good, Charlotte. Completely every single inch. It's of my accurate. Room. I have pictures somewhere. I mean, just completely yeah, covered. No. Every yeah. little tiny magazine clipping, like, I mean, minuscule. Sarah saw my Rupert Grint shrine. I mean, he I was definitely on, he was on my wall of hotness. Yeah, I didn't have any of those. The wall of hotness. I mean, like, I was mom, too busy winning. <laughs> my mom got so mad at me because I used all of the ink in, like, a night because I printed out pictures oh, of I would print. kill you. I will also say, like, when I was growing up, I had a lot of, um, like, posters that were from, like, you know, J14. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, Teen Didn't, Vogue or whatever, and all the teeny Vogue. bopper magazines. Oh, yeah. Teen so beat. they were like, yeah. I got so it. So yeah. they were like, the musical ones, like Spice Girls were up there, sync for sure, because I was obsessed with them. Like, those kinds of things I also had. I got mad because there was a, a really cool poster in one of those, and Benji and Joel on one side, and the other side it hit Hillary Duff, and I was so upset. <laughs> she was so mad. She hated Hillary Duff. Why? Because Hillary Duff was in a relationship with Joel Madden, and she wanted to be in a relationship with Joel Madden. Oh, okay. He's on the wall hotness for sure. Well, it didn't work out saying. between them, so. It's true. Is there still a chance? No, because Joel He's Madden's married, married for I'm a married. very long time. <laughs> you, you two are married. You two are married. He also has two kids. It's okay. I made out better in this situation. Did you? One more question. (laughs) Yep. What magical method would you prefer to get your post? Apparating mailman? Owl? Pigeon. Oh, I thought you were going for a third. I was waiting. (laughs) He said, et cetera. Uh, Owl. Owl. Because they're birds. It's classic. I like well, birds. and I don't want like the mailman. <laughs> I like, like birds. Like, what birds. if he has a cold one day? He'll get splinched trying to do his job. Listen, Aww. what if I'm in a robe or something else, and boom, he's at the door, windows open. I don't know what's going on. I don't want you there. <laughs> I want to see you walking up. And birds don't care if you're naked, so it is what it is. Oh my gosh, if you're stalkers, stalkers, yeah. Just saying. Yep. All right. I have a question. What color? Dress robes? Would you want? Uh, black. Black. I like wearing black. I'd probably go black. 
But if I was, I like if I was green. jabbing it, jabbing, jazzing it up, <laughs> maybe like a dark purple, purple, like darker mm. than this. Swish robes, the dark swish robes. Yeah, interesting. I think like a dark green. Hmm. Bottle green. <laughs> I would match a, Harry. There <laughs> was a question I wanted to ask, and I forget what it is. That's sad. From earlier. Um, but do you wonder, like, why they didn't just, like, alter Ron's robes? Like, couldn't they have done that? Couldn't Mrs. Weasley have done that? Lexi in the chat actually asked that. And I was going, what my only argument time? would maybe be, like, maybe they were magically created and then couldn't be magically altered. I yeah, but know. he doesn't, he sever the things later on. So, like, yeah. couldn't Somebody, she have altered um, them a little maybe bit? Maybe it's, like, super hard to do. Somebody said know. that it might be intricate magic and you might have to, like, know how to sew which like maybe molly does i don't know why she wouldn't i mean she well, knows maybe how to she knit. only knows how to like stitch up stuff maybe yeah, she doesn't not know necessarily. how to like create an outfit you right. know it's very different but like i feel like you'd be able to like change the color like um in sleeping is it sleeping beauty when they're changing mm-hmm. it make it pink i make love that section that section make it blue all the way till the end it's changing mm. mm-hmm yeah all right, so fan, fan story. story. All right, this one comes from Emma Fontenot. Thank you for phonetically spelling your last name. Super appreciated. You Otherwise, we would have said Fontenot. I said that in my <laughs> head, even though I knew it wasn't that. Fontenot. <laughs> Hello, I am a big fan of your podcast. My name is Emma, and I am 12 years old. I might be one uh. of your youngest listeners. I was born in 2006. <sighs> Oh my god, I graduated high school in that year. Turned 16. That Emma. hurts me, Emma. Emma. But I love you. Yes. Whew. So I obviously wasn't around when the Harry Potter books first came out, but I started reading the series when I was in first grade. Yay. I have been a voracious reader my entire life. Harry Potter may not have actually grown up with me as he might have with you, but I still feel that he did. Mm. As I reread the series every year, I start to notice more and understand more of the metaphors behind J.K.'s words. I sometimes don't feel connected with the Potter community because of my age. I feel that some groups don't really think I understand Harry Potter, even when I'm a big fan. I think that Swish and Flick has been so inclusive with everybody, and it doesn't really matter that I'm only 12. I can discuss Harry Potter as well as anybody. Yeah, you can. Absolutely true. Yes, you can. We cannot stress that enough. I've said it a million times. I don't care if you just like the movies. I don't care if you've never seen a movie or read a book and you like Harry Potter. That's fine. I don't care if you're You're in. What age you are. You're in. Back to the story. But you should read them and watch them. Get and just take name. it all in. <laughs> I'm just saying, take everything Just so you in. can just absorb it all. Mm-hmm. So I'm a Ravenclaw. My Patronus is a black swan. Sweet. My wand cool. is willow wood, dragon heart string core, 11 and a half inches, hard flexibility. I've reread the books more times than I can count. Jeez. And then she lists her favorites. Book, Half-Blood Prince, movie, Goblet of Fire, character, Luna Lovegood. She's nice. a good one. Anyways, I just think you are all amazing people, and I... Hey, Meg moved something. I'm sorry. I just think you're all amazing people. I love how you make me laugh all the time, and I just want to tell you to continue being awesome. Peace, Emma. Dude, Emma, you're awesome. That's cute. I like you a lot. Thank you for writing in. You are probably among the uh, youngest. youngest. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple. We get some every now and then, and we love it because it's just proof that... Uh, Harry's not going anywhere. I want to know yeah. if mm-hmm. your friends are as into Potter as you are. Like, is that age group into it? Because I know a lot of the kids that are at our, the school I teach at 
um, at least fourth grade and up are really into it right now. They really? they're in chamber, yeah, and they're like super into it. So I just wonder, you know, my cousin um, Grace and Annie and probably Nora read them, and I don't. Uh, Annie might be nine. Okay, cool. I could be lying. I don't know how old she is. Nora might be not, <laughs> but they're like that's what I'm saying. Like Grace is Grace, I think is a freshman or going to be a freshman, which makes me feel so old. Yeah, you're super old. But they've been reading them for years. That's crazy. Yeah, I love it. I love I that love little it. like younger kids read them. Pull that and don't feel bad. In. No, no. Never. And if anybody, sorry, go ahead. No, uh, you go. If anybody's going to make you feel that you're not a part of the community, they're not a part of the community mm. because. Harry Potter's all about inclusive inclusivity. So yes. is that a word? And then young <laughs> is now. Young, old, you a Coke. Oh. whomever. Like you can be a hundred years old and pick up the first book for the first time ever and hope you'll love it. True that. A hundred. You could be yep. a year old and your parents are reading it to you and you're going to learn to love it. Alana's eating it, so. That's how you gain knowledge. You eat it. <laughs> all right. Jinx Switch again. Oh, Coke mine. <sighs> Whoa, canceled out. Nobody gets a Coke. That's <laughs> update. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> Make sure that you go and follow us on Facebook. We are Swish and Flick Podcast on Facebook, Swish Flick Cast on Twitter and Instagram. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. The tube of you. Like, Why does no yeah. one say that anymore? I miss it. <laughs> <laughs> you just said it, so. Also, you can join us on Patreon for exclusive access to the Felix Files, access to our Discord channel while we record the episodes, and more. So, you can head on over to <laughs> patreon.com forward slash swishflickcast and choose your support level. Thank you to all of our current patrons. We love you and appreciate you. Lastly, check out our website, swishflickcast.com. You can get all the info on Swish and Flick compiled there into one place along with all of our merchandise. And more. And more. <laughs> All right, so... Plug yourself. Meg and I have another podcast called Grown Up Kids. We're watching Disney movies chronologically and, you know, talking about them. And it's a good time. It's fun. We also have a YouTube channel, Main Street 9 and 3 Quarters, which is where our UK extravagance vlogs are going. So you can check that out and subscribe. How many are on there? I think we have five. Mm. thought you were going to say no. no definitely not but i am definitely due to put one out this weekend we'll have fun with that yep all right do you want me to go yeah i always like to go last save the best for last and that's me (laughs) (laughs) i think the best is usually second lies okay this is getting weird um i'm teaching (laughs) first graders um, I mean, yes, you are. Well, yeah. I had a cold day recently. That, that was, was always cool. fun. I think I might get one next week as well. Oh, for sure. Knock on wood, hopefully. It's supposed to be really cold. Yeah. I don't need my little baby. Maybe it'll be really cold on Friday, and then you won't even have to worry about anything. All right. <laughs> um, Raising little Alana. She says Dada now. She's so cute. And she likes to whisper it, so she's like, <laughs> I was saying it to her today and she was cracking up, like smiling. I was like, dad, 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 dad. And she just would like get this big smile on her face. I'm trying to get her to say mama, but I don't think and that's happening soon. It's harder to say. 
What else does she do? She's got two bottom teeth. She's like a freaking velociraptor. So cute. <laughs> Gosh. Um, I don't know. She's, she's literally the coolest. Yeah. Like, she's so much fun to hang out with. Marty's as hot as ever. Oh, my God. <laughs> is he on the wall of hotness? <laughs> no, he would not be on the wall of hotness. He is, oh, for sure, on my wall of hotness. <laughs> yeah, he, was, he was not on mine. I love that, Marty. Um, I don't know. Boss Bear's got an ear infection, but he's okay. He's been doing a good boy job taking medicine. I don't know. We're just living life, you guys. Trying to keep my floor swept and my kitchen clean, and I am <laughs> failing. So <laughs> Sarah did my dishes today because she's a sweet thing. That's about also it. Also getting ready for New York. Yes. New yeah. York. When this NYC. comes out, it'll only be a couple weeks until we're there. I've never been to NYC. And I get to see Cursed Child. Mm-hmm. Hashtag canon or secrets. not. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I think that's so dumb. I'm joking. No, like keep the secrets. The oh. whole play is out. You can read them. <laughs> I, some people might not. It's not spoilers. as good as seeing it. I didn't see any Jurassic World 2 spoilers until it came out on DVD. Yeah, but that's not, it's been out for years. That wasn't out for years. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I, just my, my own opinion. Are you, are you done? I didn't want to sound super mean. <laughs> are you done now? <laughs> Tell me your exciting I, life. I, have not, I don't have an exciting life, but I figured I'll tell you what book I'm reading right now, although it's morbid literally so it's called smoke it's in your eyes it says and other lessons from the crematory and it's by caitlin doty she runs um a funeral home in i think is la that youtuber person it is so she wrote a book do you why are you like rolling your eyes over there because you're such a creep well i saw it was on prime reading and it was free for me to read no i actually enjoy stuff it's weird why do people like that stuff i don't know why i do well curiosity I mean, yeah, it's weird. Like, I'll watch the most terrible documentary, documentaries, but like, but give me like a show like This Is Us, and I hands down won't watch it because it'll make me cry. Yeah. But the other stuff doesn't. I messed up. But, well, <laughs> this one, Is Us is good. What yeah. I like about Caitlin Doty is she takes, she takes a lot of like, um, like the shame and everything away from like, it's just from dying and like death and all of that stuff and um you need people like her it's just like everyone's everyone's gonna die and she treats it with such dignity and respect to like the not only like the person and the family but like the spirit of them i don't know she i love her youtube videos um and yes it is more but obviously she is a mortician and she talks about um how like her first job and that field and and her own experiences with um people around her dying and stuff it's just so far it's a very good read don't read it if you don't like morbid things but i so far i'm really enjoying it and i, I did ask a while ago like for people to tell me like a book that changed their lives so oh, i think yeah, i might yeah. start reading some of those i'd read um like to kill a mockingbird i love that book so there were a couple on there that um, i've read and there's a couple more that i'm gonna read i yeah. like that That's cool. I, I suggested harry potter to you but um yeah i want to get back into reading other books besides harry potter so i didn't read too much last year and i want to change that so far so good i'm really enjoying this book um so yeah my mom just bought me um the michelle obama book oh cool becoming becoming yeah so i'm gonna read that soon i bought that book by joanna Gaines. Mm. oh yeah i Uh, like her home home body home body yeah i have not yet cracked it but i shall soon 
Yeah. Katie, what are you going to... Oh, my mom gave you Boy Erased. Mm-hmm. I want to read that. she wants to read oh, next. God. I also picked My up- mom couldn't finish it. She said it was very heartbreaking. I was going to say it's very heavy. Yeah. But... One sentence. Tell me the gist. Tra- uh, trans? No, just gay. just gay. A gay boy, his family, like, doesn't accept him and makes him go to a... Pray the gay away. Pray the gay away camp. See, I would do a book of the month club, but that would be like a waste of money for me. Just because I don't know if I'd read them all. That's true. And You're that's another picky. thing I want to do. I have a bunch of books at my house that like I haven't read yet that I want to read. I actually have a bunch I of Star have Wars books. So I many read. books at my house yeah. I haven't read. I have to read the Leia book. Whoops. Do you have that? My I copy? Might. No, I don't have your copy. I know that. Also, my guilty pleasure book series is the Shopaholic series by oh, Sophie it's so Kinsella. Good. It's so and good. um but I just love her as an author. She has another book coming out this year. What? Not about sh- not about shopaholic, yeah. but that's she cool. also wrote "Can You Keep a Secret?" Love oh, that book. Oh my god, book. two can keep a secret if one of them is dead. But anyways, that's my goal is to read some more books <laughs> this year. That's a thing from Pretty Little Liars. It is. I know, but I was like, that's not what the story's about. <laughs> <laughs> two can keep a secret if one of them is dead. Okay, I so. <laughs> Glad to get that straight. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing! Just my voice! <laughs>